UFC's Monday through Friday devotional podcast aimed at helping you grow more faithful in your walk with Jesus. Our reading today comes from the Song of Solomon, chapter 2. We're going to be reading verses 8 through 13. And the word of the Lord says this, The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes, leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, there he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, and the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree ripens its figs, and the vines are on the blossom. They give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. This is the word of the Lord. We want to ask the question today, what's up with the Song of Solomon? What's it all about? But before we get to that, let's pray. Lord, we need your help as always to understand your word. And you've given us this beautiful book to help us to understand who you are and what the gifts are, the good gifts that you've given us that we can enjoy as your people. So help us to be encouraged today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, okay, what's up with the Song of Solomon? What's this book all about? Yeah, we read it and it seems to be a love song written by some ancient Jewish guy, a a king who was married to a shepherdess from the countryside. It's like an earlier version of Harry and Meghan, maybe, something like that. To some of us, when we read it, it seems to our modern ears kind of comical. Some of the language makes us smile. And some of the language even seems to verge on the risque. So what in the world is this book doing in the Bible? What does it mean? What does it have to say for us today, if anything? Well, this is one of the Bible's wisdom books, like the book of Proverbs or Ecclesiastes or Job. The intent of these books is to help us understand how to live skillful lives that have the quality of being morally good. They want to make us wise, and that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is skillful living. Wisdom is moral goodness. So the Song of Solomon has been given to us to teach us Three lessons about married life. The Bible's interested in every part of our lives, and certainly in this major part of our life of marital relationships. So, Song of Solomon gives us some help here. It gives us advice on marriage, and it gives us a little something more. First, let's look at these three lessons about marriage. Then we'll come back and look at something more. Now, the three lessons about marriage are easy to get our hands around. Solomon tells us that married couples should affectionately love each other. He tells us that we should consider each other to be the most beautiful of our acquaintances. We should delight in the appearance of those, the one that we're married to. And then finally, he tells us that we should fully enjoy all the privileges of marital intimacy. Now, you may be thinking, well, you know, brother, we don't need any help with that. We already know this. Don't we already know that married people should love each other, should find each other attractive, should want to experience the fullest intimacies with each other? Well, strange as it sounds, actually, we don't know that. 
Over the centuries, strange ideas have cropped up among certain people who consider themselves holy or religious, but who really don't know God at all. And they almost always begin teaching and making rules for people to live by that forbid the things that God intends us to enjoy. The Apostle Paul talked about this in 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 4, when he said, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. Now listen to what he says. Who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything God created is good, and nothing's to be rejected if it's received with thanksgiving. And yet some people who masquerade as teachers of the word, and this has happened down through the centuries, will tell us, no, no, these things like marriage or like uh, intimacy in marriage, uh, these are dirty things. You can't do these. Christians or those who are holy people shouldn't do these, and they try to restrain us from doing that. And so God gave us the Song of Solomon to tell us that marriage is a good part of God's plan for us and that we should enjoy it to the fullest. So that's one of the teachings of the Song of Solomon. But the book tells us something more, as I mentioned above. Now, we won't get the full message of the Song of Solomon unless we realize that it also pictures God's relationship with his people. The Bible tells us that God has a bride. Did you know this? In the Old Testament, we're told that Israel, the Jewish people, are God the Father's bride. And the New Testament tells us that the church is the bride of Christ, God's only begotten Son. Song of Solomon helps us because it tells us that God the Father loves Israel and that Jesus the Son loves his people, the church. It tells us that God thinks Israel is beautiful and that Jesus feels the same way about his church. It tells us that God desires the presence of his people to be with him still and that Jesus longs for the presence of the church. Knowing this helps us in two ways, at least. First of all, knowing that God the Father still loves Israel, that he finds her beautiful and longs for her restoration to himself, Knowing these things should guard us against the plague of anti-Semitism that's growing up in our nation and in our world. A hatred of the Jewish people simply because they're Jewish people. But really, the source of that is from the devil. Believer, do not fall into the devil's trap of anti-Semitism. God still loves the Jewish people, which is exactly why the devil and his people hate them. Don't be one of them. Secondly, knowing that Jesus loves his church, finds his people irresistibly attractive, and is determined to bring us home to his Father's house, come what may, knowing that should give us great assurance and great peace in a chaotic world. If you've put your faith in Jesus, you're part of the bride of Christ whom Jesus loves with tender affection. Jesus finds you beautiful beyond comparison. Jesus is determined to bring you home to his Father's house where you will enjoy his presence forever. 
Isn't it comforting to know that you're loved, that you're beautiful, that you're longed for by your Lord and Savior? And that's what the Song of Solomon is all about. And I hope the message of the book encourages your heart today as much as it does mine. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for loving us, for finding us lovely, and for planning an intimate future with you and your kingdom when you come again. Encourage us to meditate on these things today so that our hearts can be refreshed in the midst of a chaotic generation. And we'll thank you for it. Hear our prayer because we ask it in your name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us Sundays for our online service at 9 a.m. or our on-site services at 9 a.m. or 10.45 a.m. We also have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. Look for our app in your Apple or Google App Store. Search for B.F. Sebring to get your copy. Thanks again for joining us. Stay safe.